the crowd was eating out of my hand last night and I was going to engage the crowd in a respect the pumpkin chant. So I would like the three of us to uh, enact that chant real briefly where we say the phrase respect the pumpkin um, five times in a row. It's not a very chant worthy phrase. It's not very chant worthy. Five times in a row at slightly increasing volume. Are you ready? Yeah. Respect Respect the the pumpkin. pumpkin. Respect (laughs) the pumpkin. Respect the pumpkin. Oh, you guys are terrible. Respect the pumpkin. That is Zoom. Okay. Yeah, you guys just didn't. My wife is looking at me right now like I am so strange. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. I'm a nostalgic man. Um, as you, you learned from last week's episode with Gary the Bag Rosenfeld, I, I think a lot about the past. And the older I get, probably the more I do. And so I follow the Toy Hall of Fame because it always interests me what is nominated, what is passed over, what is inducted. And the 2021 Toy Hall of Fame inductees have been newly announced, and I would like to reveal them. Is, is this something you're actually following, or is this just something that scrolls past your timeline and you click on it? I don't, I don't see I don't see you seeking this out. I see this just kind of stumbling past you and you being like, oh, I'm interested in this. Okay, well, that'll be our little secret. <laughs> uh, the toy inductees for 2021 are American Girl Dolls, the board game Risk, mm-hmm. and this is my favorite by a lot, Sand. Ooh. That's right. Sand has been inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame. I am intrigued by that one the most. Like I had never I've never played Risk. Never been a big American Girl doll guy. Right. So, uh, sand, I mean, that, I mean, I do hate sand in general. It's like the worst part of the beach because you get it all over. You, you get home and there's, it's everywhere. Right. But I get in the context of, you know, this conversation. Oh my God. We have to stop this conversation. What happened? It's early in our episode and Yeti Blanc. We have a jam packed episode today. We're going to be talking about Moss Miami at some point. We're going to be, you know, covering sports later on because that's the least important. But we're recording this start of the episode on Friday. And Yeti Blanc, our producer, is live at the Braves Parade. Wow. He's not confident in his service out there. So this should be interesting. So before we even welcome people to the episode, let's go out. Let's go. I'm, I'm- more and more of the team and crew. <laughs> Hello, Yeti. Hello. This is Yeti Blanc, Atlanta correspondent for the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Yes. This reporting is live from the championship parade. Talk. <laughs> Paint the picture. Tell us what's going on. All right. So most of the team has passed through already. I'm right on the main strip on Peachtree Street. Oh, here comes some confetti, folks. This is what I'm looking for. A ticker tape parade. All right. <laughs> Taping it. We've got most of the team has passed through. We've got a few more folks coming through. I've not seen Freddie Freeman yet. We did see the trophy pass by a few minutes ago. Eddie Rosario crossed right in front of me. That was fun. I am not able to record and talk on this at the same time, so I'm really sad that I failed you on giving you a visual. There's Blooper! <laughs> Blooper what? is humping the air like a madman. <laughs> I assume it's the mascot. <laughs> yes, Blooper is the bravest mascot. Uh, I'm a Blooper. little disappointed by some of the flags on the back of that truck, but that checks for Cobb County. <laughs> um, wow. Cannonball... Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, the scene is really cool down here. It, this is a fun, fun energy. It sounds awesome. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm, How many people are there? Uh, uh, 53, 53, Greg. 
<laughs> Sad parade. It's, I don't think he would be able to tell the number. Yeah, like it's not so much about how many people are here; it's the fact that Juju Gotti isn't here, standing right beside me because he's preparing for his event down at uh, at Moss. Oh yeah. Oh, this wow. weekend. Uh, put Juju on for a minute. Oh, dad, dad, see, my dad's not following. He's saying Juju's not there because Juju is on his way down here for his performance on oh, Saturday. Oh, right, okay, because I know he's a big Atlanta guy, that's for sure. Right, if Juju is here, I'd be surprised. Yes. Maybe he is here, but he's not with me. Maybe he's on one of the floats. Maybe he's on one of the floats. <laughs> I've been, I have been looking. The Braves organist passed by me a minute ago, and he yelled out, why didn't you email me back? Yeah, the, the guy big-timed us. Not really. But yeah, it just our schedules didn't line up. <laughs> He's just busy. Right. Yeah, man, it's a busy man. No, this is this is a really fun scene. We've got um, a couple of the guys. I couldn't tell who it was from the team. We're slinging beer all over people. I'm glad I was out of the splash zone. Um, <laughs> I just I'm realizing right now that championship parades are a lot like people's fantasy teams. For the people that are in it, it's a lot of fun. But like other people, like I'm a Marlins fan. <laughs> You don't give any craps. <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm not getting a lot of joy out of you being at a championship parade. I still think the Braves are going to blow this World Series. <laughs> the parade is happening, and I'm still convinced that the Braves will find a way to blow this World Series. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a forfeit. No, so yeah, let me explain that. I have not watched a single highlight from the last game because, yeah, I'm afraid they're going to do something to overturn it. I'm that much of a jinx on the I team. Know. This guy Yeti was texting me during the like it was like the bottom of the ninth inning of like the last game where he's and he's like I'm not watching. I'm like, dude, you guys are up by a bunch of runs. You can watch. He's like, nope, I don't want to jinx it. I'm like, this is no way to watch sports. What are we doing here? Oh, a siren. Let me set the scene for you guys. So game, I didn't get to watch game one. We would we had a bunch of stuff going on. Game two, I decided to tune in. Within five minutes, the Astros scored three runs and never looked back. Mm. So then we get the game. Uh, He's winded. We have a winded Yeti. <laughs> I'm taking it. It's a Greg thing. We get winded for walking on flat land for more than 10 feet, you know? <laughs> Yeti's been running. He's been running laps, Yeti. <laughs> the, um, uh, but, okay, so we fast forward Saturday night. I had my wife at a concert, so we didn't watch that game. Um, but Sunday, fast forward to Sunday. I decide I'm going to listen to the game while I go to the restroom. A little TMI, but an FYI. Um, <laughs> So I turn on the game, set the phone outside. I sit down to, you know, do do my thing. And uh, within before I could finish using the restroom, the Astros scored another three runs and once again, never looked back. So I was like, I'm not watching another second of this series. I will not listen to it. I will only follow it on Twitter. We're short 12 against the Dodgers. So there we go. Well, you did it. You did it. Thank you, Yeti. Thank you, Yeti. Yes. I made this happen. Uh, Well, congratulations. Uh, now, well, the, the parade has made its way through town, and the crowd is starting to disperse. So I heard a siren, and you always want to hear a siren at a parade. You gotta, ha- you gotta hear a siren. Oh, so we heard oh, that. Yeah. We, we checked yeah. all the boxes off. I feel like I would just wish someone would have poured yeah. beer on you. That's all. I feel like that's all we're missing. <laughs> There's still time. You want me to go up and ask somebody? Yeah. If they would pour beer on me. Mm-hmm. Hold that's on. Right. Let, let me. Uh, let me. Let me let me just find a random person. I have a Greg Cody show sticker with me. Let me find a random person and ask <laughs> if they would be willing to accept a Greg Cody show with Greg Cody sticker. Yeah, do it or you're fired. Why don't you walk up? I, it, it might actually be funny, just funny audio for you to walk up to somebody right now and try to interview them. Even if you get rejected, that'll be funny too. Why don't you fling a sticker at Freddie Freeman? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, I didn't even see him. I didn't even see him. I, I may have been dialing the number to get in here at the time. I don't know. It all happened really fast. The name of my sex tape. 
<laughs> you, you can't miss those teeth anywhere. I think uh, I think Yeti's not even at the parade. I think he's in his backyard having his kids make ambient noise. You think he's such a good producer of audio that like he's just created this entire experience around him, and he's got his wife like banging on pots, and he's got his kids like yes. Oh, that, that <laughs> They did cancel school around here for the parade. Love a good parade day. Excuse me. Yes. Have you ever heard of Greg Cody? The Greg Cody show with Greg Cody? Uh, nah. Greg, what kind of show is he? <laughs> he, he makes appearances on Dan Levitard. <laughs> yeah, Greg Cody's here on Tuesdays. You never heard of him, huh? <laughs> you ever heard of Chris Cody? Nope. Nope, never <laughs> heard of Chris Cody either. Have you ever heard of Yeti Blanc? Please say yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this, uh, is, this is just just for fun. The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. What was your name? Jay, good to meet you. Thank you. Oh, sorry, sir. Go Braves. That was good. That's a great dismount right there. That was perfect. I love that guy's like, uh, nah. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, heard it. I heard it, Dan Lebitard, but yeah. <laughs> clearly you never watched on Tuesdays. Yeah. Okay. Tuesdays. Once again, we're going to punctuate that with the way Yeti says Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesday. I mean, how am I supposed to say Chris Tuesday? I've never heard anyone <laughs> pronounce the U and the E as much as Yeti does in t- Tuesday. <laughs> how do you say it? Tuesday. <laughs> I, I say T O O S day. How do you say it, Greg? Well, it has to be, uh, the, the S has to be pronounced like a Z. It's got to be Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. T- <laughs> That's the way that works. Dad, you can, put oh, that in that, you can put that in your article now of what we talked about. How to pronounce the word Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. That's right, Tuesday. That's right, that's right. right. Well, Yeti, thank you for this live report. All right, yes, we will let you go. Yeti, good job. A-plus performance. Here for Yeti, yes, good job. This is Yeti Blanc signing off from the Braves World Series Parade for the Greg Cody Show. Yeti, out. All right. All right, thanks, Yeti. This is is not a news broadcast. I don't know why he decided to dismount like that. I feel like our goodbye with him would have sufficed. I, um... (laughs) I need to say, and and this is nothing against Yeti, that was uh, a sad report on what sounded like a sad parade. No, I don't think that. First I, of all, he was being sarcastic. There was way more than fifty people there. Like he, it sounded a, like there were fifty. No, what the, are we living in two different worlds? I heard the ambient noise of like a crowded street. It sounded like he had people all around him. There was sirens. Like okay, all right. I, 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 I don't. That's interesting that you came away with that thinking that that. That to me sounded exactly how I expected. Very chaotic, a lot of people, a lot of sirens. Okay, well, I, uh, you know. You're a guy that always covers these parades. You don't actually sit in them like the common folk. I'm a guy that's been to a few championship parades, and that is exactly how it sounds. I, I do feel good for Atlanta because they haven't celebrated since 1995. If, if it's a, a, a Patriots parade in New England, I almost think, why are you even doing it? Just rewind the last one. But in the case of Atlanta, I love that they're getting to feel good about everything because the Falcons suck and the Hawks suck. Nah, I hate the Braves. Do you? They don't bother me. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I'm a Mar- like see, you're you're just you're you know detached from like the real fandom. I'm a Marlins fan, and like we hate the Braves. That's like our team that we hate. Like a lot of my friends, Matt Alvarez, Braves fan, Alex Benson, Braves fan. I mean, and those are my two of my better friends. But like, you just like to root against those teams so you can send them texts. I did give them. The uh, the Derek Jeter meme where like the, the kid the Derek Jeter's is it his son or his nephew like tipping the cap right like it's a I don't know do you know what memes are I do I do know what a meme is and uh, I sent that meme like kind of just respect to like all my Braves fans friends Randy Scott I sent it to right it's just you know I just I just hate the Braves like I I don't feel good for them and that's why I said the thing about 
the parade. Like I was listening to that and I'm like, all those people are happy and I'm not happy. It makes like, I don't like this. All right. Well, the the best thing about the Atlanta Braves is that the team they beat is the Houston assholes. So that's the only reason I really <laughs> like them. Wordplay. Um, yeah. Cause I hate Houston. <clears throat> Pardon me. I got a tickle in my throat. I'm overcome with emotion listening to that parade. It was fantastic. It was, I was kidding when I said it didn't sound like anybody was there. It was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> Backpedaling. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but uh, we were we were talking about the Tory Hall of Fame, and I think we left off with sand. And <clears throat> I want to I want to know I want to know who was left out of this year's yeah uh, Tory Hall of Fame. Like who who was nominated but didn't get in. Okay, these were surprising to me. There were about a dozen nominees that didn't make it. And the ones that stood out to me were Cabbage Patch Kids. Because mm-hmm. I think in the 80s or whenever that was, that was like a huge thing. There were collectibles and that was big. Uh, I'm good with that being out. The piñata. How do you leave off the piñata? It's the, 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 the quiet star of every backyard birthday party that ever was. But why I don't like a piñata is because it, the, the, the adults always end up destroying it. Like, cause like, it's not a pinata is made for young kids and young kids aren't strong enough to bust a pinata. So it's yeah. this like thing where you let all these kids go at it, they fail. And then some older kid or an adult has to just bang it open. And then it's just like the kid, the kids get this like fake, like achievement. Like you didn't do anything. You guys didn't break this pinata. Your mom did. So it's like, that's why I don't like the pinata. I agree with that. And, and the point could also be made that the pinata encourages violence. It does. As a matter of fact, I'm surprised PETA uh, is not against the pinata because what you're doing is you're taking a bat violently uh, to the to the shape of a donkey. It's usually like a little donkey or something, right? Yeah. I mean, I think in this day and age, you can see dozens of different types of pinatas. But like, yes, I do think like the original one was something like that. Yeah. And, and, and the other classic toy that failed to be inducted was, and this means a lot to me because I played with this as a ute, the, uh, the toy fire engine, the classic red toy fire engine was not inducted. Um, that's like, that's, that's one of, that, that's one of those ones that would just get in. Like, it's one of those things. It's like toys back in the day, like toys nowadays are bigger, faster, stronger the way athletes are. Right. Like, like the, 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 the fire truck is, is not a fun toy. It's not a toy that really deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. If we put it in the Hall of Fame, we're only putting it in the Hall of Fame because it dominated its era, but it was like a really sad era for toys. Oh, 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 come on now. Those were toys when I was growing up. The Tonka Tank. You know, you throw a couple of D batteries in there and you're good to go for the whole afternoon. You're watching your toy tank climb a little mountain of encyclopedias. It was fantastic. Soys. Um, that's right. They're sad toys. Okay, but... Uh, and homage to Sand. I think Sand was a brilliant uh, inductee because Sand, for me... You can do a lot with it. You can do a lot with Sand. Yes. You take a pail and a shovel to the beach, and Sand, for a lot of kids, is really their first attempt at being the least bit artistic, is playing with Sand. So I think that was a brilliant choice. Yeah. You get it wet. You can really pat it down. You can do a lot with it. Right. I, I need to break away from this toy topic. Your okay. voice is struggling this week. And yeah, I, I, like I know toys. what's going on. I know what's going on. It has nothing to do with toys. Okay. You're emotional this week. I am. And it's, it's, it's something real. Like, and I know like, I usually like to make fun of you on this show. But for what we're about to talk about, I'm actually feeling emotional about this. Um, as we talked about last week with Gary the Bag Rosenfeld, 1440 is your childhood home in Hollywood, Florida, where you grew up. Right. And you still think fondly of it. You still drive by it. And one of our traditions, every time Uncle Dick comes down, every Saturday night, we go to Villa Rose Pizza, right near 1440 in Hollywood. And then we go drive by 1440. It's a family tradition. It's something I've made fun of my yep. entire life. 
It is something that I mocked my entire life. And now we got the news this past week that Villa Rose is closing. Yeah. And I can, and I want to be honest with you. It has made me genuinely sad. It, it, it's one of the, I can't think of another establishment in my life that is closed that it was like, oh my God, no, that place can't close. And, you know, we go there, like I say, we go there a lot of Saturdays and it's generally not packed. So it's not in these pandemic times surprising that it's closing, but it's, it's, it's hit me really hard. And I know if I'm feeling this, I can only imagine that it's probably worse for you. So I'm just like, it's, it sucks, man. It does. Yeah. And, and I want to paint the picture. It's a little storefront. <clears throat> See, emotional. It's a little storefront dive restaurant. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, it probably has 10 or 12 little tables in there. It's been around since long before you were born, Christopher. And I remember going there with the Lanots, our relatives, uh, when I was seven, eight years old. I mean, yeah. I have literally grown up with Villa Rose and it's always been something that was there, even if you didn't think about it. And even if you only went there once or twice a year, you knew it was always going to be there. Yeah. And now it isn't. It's and, and and like the least important thing of this whole story, it's like the best pizza around here. Oh, my God. Like I, I, you cannot. I mean, not that South Florida is known for great pizza. We don't have a lot of great pizza options around here. But I will put that pizza. It's like I mean, it depends on styles of pizza. But I love a thin crust. It's a thin crust pizza. They cut it like they cut it in the squares, so it's oh. not the triangle slices. It's just the the, the corner pieces are. I mean, not the corner. There's no corner. The end pieces are like where where, where I like to live. Mom likes the inner pieces. See, it's like we yep. like. And I'm just you're going there. It's we're recording this on Friday. Yeti, we just did the live report from the the, the Braves parade. And normally you would go to dinner at. 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m., but because the news has broken that Villa Rose is closing on Sunday, it has been a zoo there the last couple days. It has been lying out the door, lying around the corner. Yep. Part of me is thinking that this would be a brilliant marketing plan by them and that they should, you know, take this into a victory and stay open now that they're this busy all the time. But <laughs> right. because because they've been so busy, you and mom are about to go there for like this like odd 3 p.m. lunch slash dinner just to get it, hopefully get in there and like get it one last time. It, it does mean a lot to me and, and to, for it to all of a sudden be gone. There's a feeling of helplessness with me. And I don't know how many people in the audience can relate to this. Maybe where you live, there's that little restaurant that's been around for as long as you've been alive and you go there. And even if you don't think about it, it just means something to you. And in this case, I feel a little bit helpless. I, I feel like if I were a rich guy, I would have bought the place. I feel like why didn't they start a GoFundMe page to to have people who love it try to keep it open? You know, there's just a a sense of helplessness to think that I, I can't do anything about it closing, even though I'm one of its biggest fans. I'm sad. Like I just want something. I want news to break. Like with this sudden popularity, we're staying open or something. Yeah, and of course. Then it's going to seem like a scheme. You know, then it's going to seem like they they said they were quitting just so that they would get a week of uh, of hell of a business, but. Um, Either way, it's sad. The problem is it's in sort of a funky, bad neighborhood. It's off a of main street. The parking is terrible. The parking situation is terrible. It's a hole in the wall. It's a hole in the wall. Yeah, it, it literally is. It's it's. But but the other great thing about this is that it never moved. You know, sometimes a restaurant is around for 50 years, but it goes to different locations and it changes and, you know, it, it doubles in size. Villa Rose is in the exact same spot with the exact same red canopy out front. 
and it's barely changed in 50 years, which is charming and, and, you know, depressing and charming at the same time. And now it's disappearing. So did you talk to uncle Dick? Like what was uncle Dick's reaction? Oh, he's believe me. He and I have been emailing back and forth all week. He, he was trying to plot a way to come down here, but then I told him you can't get in at seven or 8 PM. And so your mother and I are going at like three thirty or four just to try to beat the crowd. And so he couldn't make it. You're going to give me that large pie. I am large cheese pie. If, unless they run out of dough, you know, they, they've literally, you keep making that joke. Like you keep making that joke. Like I'm sure that they've supplied themselves for this rush this weekend. I don't know about that. They closed at eight last night because they literally ran out of supplies. So that's how big the crowds have been. It's, it's been crazy. By the way, we got a lot left. Uh, we're going to get to some sports later because there's a lot I want to talk about. But first, we're going to do the uh, it's not Moss Miami. It's like mini Moss Miami. I don't know what they're calling it, but um, Moss o menos. OK, whatever that means. It, I think it means little Miami or something. Super little Miami. What's it mean? Are you asking? Like, what is what's happening right now? I don't know. All right. We got a lot of fun coming up, uh, including right now this thing. I don't know what it's called. That involves the Levitard show, Minnie Mouse Miami or something like that. You are the king of setting things up. Thank you. I just have to say, like, they should they should teach classes in broadcasting about the way that you set up things. I think you're being sarcastic. We are having an event this Saturday. We are about to go to it live. At some point during this event on Saturday, we're going to be handed the microphones to do 10 minutes of content. Oh, my God. That's going to be scary. And, uh you're about to hear that because we haven't done it yet when we're setting this up it's friday so we haven't done it yet so well, you know i hope it goes well how do you let's that's actually a fun way to set it up how do you like what are our plans for this like how do you think this is going to go this is basically going to be me and you put on stage in front of a lot of you know fans of the show and saying go for 10 minutes so like do you have material like i think you should just do a stand-up set that'd be funny well, I'm going to I'm going to have some material, but it's mostly going to be extemporaneous. Uh, I hope that that all the fans who are there uh, have been uh, uh, drinking heavily because, you know, the drunker people are because you will have been. Yeah, well, you know, the drunker people are the funnier I get. So let's see how it goes, man. I'm a little bit nervous, but at the same time, I think we're going to be uh, welcomed in the warm embrace of some of the show's biggest fans. So I think it'll be fine. At worst, worst case scenario, you can just crowd surf. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen. Worst case scenario, we get 10 minutes of uh, of content for uh, the podcast. All right, let's see what happens. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real cream! Hey, cool cats! Tired of suffering from prolonged virginity? Want to attract the kittens like a fancy lad? Well, a little dab will do you, and two will do you double. Real cream! Guys, put your hands on your tube and squeeze. 
Brill Cream. Dabbing it. Brill Cream, a little dab of the up. Brill Cream, what's the matter to your fancy lad? Must always look so debonair. Brill Cream, a little dab of the up. Brill Cream, what's the matter to you? All the ladies love a lad with Brill Cream. Brill Cream. Thank you so much. This is unbelievable. He's got a paper. All right, keep that chant up for 10 minutes and I won't have to say anything. You know, this is, um, I'm a little bit scared because just before I came up here, uh, my wife said to me she was worried I'd been drinking a little bit and I was in no condition to go on stage. The problem is she said that before we left the house four hours ago. So. Hey! But look, I'm not making fun of, uh, of drinking, it's a serious subject. Drinking joke. But, you know, thank you, I appreciate that. By the way, Mike Ryan picked a hell of a week to look like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, <laughs> I'm serious. You know what? Solid I'm, opener, solid opener, see, timely. Ryan's putting on a mask to disguise himself. Um, on the way over here, I heard, I don't know if you guys heard this, it was on the news. Um, the Green Bay Packers team actually put out a video to support Aaron Rodgers with a little jingle, and it went like this. Unlike a good neighbor, Aaron's not there. So... State, State Farm Joe. That's, that's about as good as it gets. By the way, I'm going to look at a couple of notes here because... I'm sorry, don't judge me. When you're my age and you've had a couple of cocktails or Miller Lights as the case may be, you're allowed to look at notes. I'm sorry. Um, Checking his notes again. Checking his notes again. By the way, this thrills me. I've had two uh, great goals in my life. Okay, the first one I'm never gonna uh, capture. The first one is I want to rock a hat like Roy Bellamy. That's never going to happen. See, I can't do it, Roy. I, I, I can't. It's backwards. Okay. Wait a minute. Isn't it the same? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Bellamy. But um, my second goal in life was to have the Greg Cody Show podcast logo up in lights in back of me. This is a real thrill for me. The Greg Cody Show podcast is riding a high right now. Uh, we just had Gary the Bag Rosenfeld on as a guest. Gary the Bag, everyone! I mean, this was fantastic. You know what? Joe Rogan was after him, but the bag chose us, okay? South Beach Sessions wanted him, but Levitard was already booked up with a 45-part series on Billy Corbin, so he couldn't, he didn't have room for him, but, um... Mom, why are you videotaping this? That's a good question. I don't want any evidence of this. Please, no videotaping. By the way, I really appreciate all of you who are in the It's back. only been four minutes. I got plenty left. You still have six more to go. I got plenty left. Uh, I appreciate all of you who are back Dad, there. Dad, do the first row bit. Do the first row bit. Do the, the first, first row, row bit. bit. Yeah. Uh, I do appreciate the first <laughs> row people. No, seriously, I mean, you guys, I was in the first row recently at a Monkees concert. It's a little look at me, right? First row people, it's yeah. a little look at me. It's a like, we stoic. get it. 
You got here early. A little we showy. get it. How about my showy. seventh row people? Where are my seventh row people at? Yes. You are the real people. We don't care. Like, we get it. You got here early. We get it. All right, you got this, Dad. Back no, to you. I mean, I was at a monkeys concert in the first row a couple of weeks ago, and <clears throat> that's how much I love my wife to go to a monkeys concert. Those people make me look young. There's two of them left. I was terrified. I'm in the front row. I'm this close, and, and the, the older of the monkeys is tottering even more than I am, and I was terrified. The whole show, I thought I was going to wind up with a 75-year-old monkey in my lap, but it, it worked out okay. But I want to thank everybody who posed for photos with us in the back, Levitard and I. <clears throat> thank you all. No, thank you. You guys thanked us. I thank you for being that interesting. Greg has six more minutes, everybody. Greg has six more and, minutes. And also, I want to thank all of you who pretended not to say or think, you know what? All right, Thank all right. you for Somebody getting out of the way. Thank you for getting out of the take way the while microphone away from Why do I have a crown on my stage? What the hell's going on? Really? Just gonna take All right. Real quick. What the hell's going on? For those of you who love the show, that was not a bit. That's just Greg lost in his narcissism, thinking that you're interested in his every thought. Doing a stand-up act, I want to say, Bill, look who's here. Look who's in the corner over there hiding. Billy, get out here. Get out here, Billy. Get out here. Tell the people how happy you are to be here, Billy. Hey, it's Billy. <laughs> okay, bye. Yes! Yes, that's the most I've ever seen him. I am so moved. Mike Ryan, get out here. Billy, excellent work. <laughs> As always, thank you for all your help. Um, all right, so real quick, from the bottom of our heart, thank you, everybody, for adhering to the protocols. Appreciate it. We know it's been a while since we've done this. We know it's a little weird, so honestly. Well, we know some of you are weird. That's what I meant to say. Um, honestly, thank you, Dan. shit the bed like you really and shit the bed I, I i know dan is hugely flattered by all of this but if i could real quick say that this is the first time we've done anything like this totally independent yeah um we left espn and no 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 we're thankful for espn but we left ESPN, we had a very stressful couple of months. Dan hemorrhaged money, and during a very difficult time, we put out more shows for you guys. And you guys rewarded us by sticking with us, by recruiting your friends, by buying merch, by showing up to this shit. And we rewarded you by Sugat's actually showing up. There isn't a music act in the world that's better than that. 
most surprised I've ever been. Um, I know the show's changed a little bit. I know we've added some very important cast of characters like Jessica and Lewis and Tony and Juju. Who the hell is Lewis? Who the hell is Lewis? And um, uh, this is, uh, honestly, we've had, do you want my Miller Lite, Greg? You can have my Miller Lite, it's, it's all good. Um, am I talking too much? I get that a lot on the Reddit. I would say, uh, you guys have been unusually supportive, okay? For, like, uh, honestly, I think I speak for all of them when I tell you we, we have a unique connection to you. So when someone like Jessica can get on a moving train, we're not the easiest outfit to join. All of these guys have been with me for 15 years and Jessica got on the moving train and she fit right in, right away. And so I want to welcome Party her foul. and introduce her to you. Wow, I see the Sugat sign. Well, thank you to all of the fans for welcoming me so lovingly. I moved to Miami to join the show. That's kind of a big deal. And it's been pretty great so far. So thank you, Roy. And thank you, Mike. And thank you, everybody. This has been fun. We're going to hang around for a little bit longer. But honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, we've done a couple of these. And... They've been changing in size and comfort levels, so we really appreciate you guys for coming out, sticking with us. We love you all. We'll be back very soon with another one of these events, more grandiose. Thank you, guys. Now Greg's gonna crowd surf. Crowd surf, crowd surf, Greg Cody, let's go. Who wants it? Right there. No? All right, good night, everyone. Yeah, that, that Levitard show thing was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed that at the Blackbird Original or whatever the hell that place is called. Blackbird Ordinary. Okay. And a uh, little bizarre name, by the way. <laughs> blackbird ordinary um that was fun but they cut me off man it, i i felt like they were doing a hard network out on me almost i was like two-thirds through were, my you were just getting look, to the good stuff i got i don't know I, you can't see these but you have you the actual paper wow that you could send that to the hall of fame the radio hall of fame i had two pages <laughs> of material that i didn't get a chance to get to because they cut me off and there's one thing um that i was going to say on stage that i would like to Read real quickly, if you don't mind, oh, because this is important. I'm going to let you do it. You get one. Yeah. Like, give me the best of what you had left. <clears throat> I don't, we don't need you sh doing all the rest of it, but yeah. Okay, this is very important, and it's totally random, but um, I have no reason whatsoever to be saying this, but apparently there's a raging controversy in, uh, in the world of, uh, of pumpkin carving uh, regarding the use of stencils. <laughs> and, um, you know, like many of you, I subscribe to the National Respect the Pumpkin Foundation newsletter, and I want to read something from its latest edition. The, the NRTPF strongly abhors the use of stencils when carving pumpkins. The cheat sheet shortcut of tracing with stencils is to gourd art what paint by numbers is to brush and canvas. Now, that's a strong statement. And when Jessica Smetana and I 
sit down in our one-on-one pumpkin carving, which may or may not be Tuesday. Um, I just hope that she realizes this admonishment from the public community, the pumpkin community, rather. Wow. I can't believe we didn't get to that gold last night. <laughs> I mean, the audience just missed yeah, out. No. Like, they just... Well, here's the other no, thing. What you could have done is you could have had, like, the, uh, the pre-fight standoff. Yes. At the show last night, if they didn't cut you off. So, Greg, I'm here for you. They missed out an opportunity Thank of you. you staring down Jessica, because it's totally a good look having a a a man <laughs> staring down a woman who's shorter <laughs> and smaller frame than him. Right. It, it would have been totally great PR with for their fists, And by the with way, their fists held up like they're about to get physical. By the way, right. um, the crowd was eating out of my hand last night, and I was going to engage the crowd in a respect the pumpkin chant. So I would like the three of us oh God. to uh, enact that chant real briefly uh, where we say the phrase respect the pumpkin okay. um, five times in a row. It's not a very chant worthy phrase. It's not very chant worthy. It five times in a row okay. at slightly increasing volume. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. Respect, respect the, the pumpkin. pumpkin. Respect the pumpkin. Respect the pumpkin. Oh, you guys are terrible. Respect the pumpkin. All right. That is Zoom. It's Zoom. I mean, geez. Okay. Um, You know, you guys just didn't. My wife is looking at me right now like I am so strange. (laughs) You're bad chanters. Um, Banters. But anyway, um, Big Bird got uh, got the COVID vaccine, which is fantastic. (laughs) I read that. What took him so long? I know. That's what I'm thinking. But as we know from McGill, uh, animals do contract the virus, and, and I assume that means animated and cartoon animals as well. So we're real happy for Big Bird. Uh, he's better than Aaron Rodgers. I would like to see Big Bird quarterbacking the Packers because of that. Uh, speaking of football. I mean, he, he would have he done better than Jordan Love yesterday. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was watching that game, and it was sad. There were uh, explosive, uh, unexpected results all, all over the league. A couple of them I nailed. I had the Giants winning, which not a lot of people did. But this was um, a wacky week. This was like every year in the NFL, there's one week that's just wacky. Yeah. Like the I, Cowboys I, get blown out by the Broncos. Right. Josh Allen is intercepting Josh Allen. Yeah. The Cardinals win without Hopkins and Kyler Murray. It's insane. It really was. I feel like you can say every week uh, almost in the NFL. The Dolphins won. Yeah, the Dolphins won. And by the way, I was at that game and... Look, I've been covering football since the helmets were made out of turtle shells. That may have been the worst game I've ever seen in my life. There were nine, were there eight or nine turnovers? Eight, I believe. I, my, my, I'm going to do the research on this. I think Miami is the only team I've ever seen that has won a game with five, despite five turnovers. It was just unbelievable. What an abhorrent display of football on both sides. It was just terrible. But um, the, the thing about that game, and it was overshadowed by the, just the uh, terribleness of the whole performance, was that Tua missed the game with yet another injury. And you guys know I'm a big supporter of Tua in terms of how he's capable of performing when healthy. But I think his uh, fragility and his proneness to injuries is becoming a huge issue. Oh, looks like Greg Cody. He's been, I think he's realized that he might be wrong on this Tua thing. So he's looking for an exit ramp. And he think I think he might've just found his exit with the injury well, problem. All I can tell you is that um, Tua has started 14 games, slightly less than a full season. And he has missed seven games because of injury. So basically, um, in context, he is missing about almost half of when you expect him to be out there. And that's not 
enough. And and it's been three different types of injuries. And, you know, the, the, uh, I've, I've spoken to a million coaches over the years. And one of the bromides in football is they like to say that the most fundamental ability is availability, because mm, before you yeah. can get out there and perform, Sounds you have good. to be healthy and available to your team every week. And that's one area where Tua is really failing beyond whether or not you think uh, he's going to be a great quarterback. Speaking of Wacky Sunday, when was the last time the Dolphins and the Jaguar, the, the Jaguars, when was the, <laughs> Tuesday, the last time? Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, Jaguar. When was the last time the Dolphins and the Jaguars won on the same oh, week? Oh, man. That, that was a bad, bad man. accent. But yeah, when was the last time they won on the same week? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, you could just play that game with the Jaguars in general. Like, when, the, like, when yeah, was the last yeah, time, when was the last won? time the Jaguars won? But uh, yeah, this is, it's rough out here for these Florida teams right now. Well, I, I, I want to pose another question because um, it's not so much a question that's a statement. Christopher always says I talk too much about local sports and everything. Yeah, I was but, falling asleep during that too, I think. Okay. This was a weekend, a rare weekend, when UM football won a big game. The Dolphins actually won for the first time in two months. And the Heat and Panthers both had great victories over really, really good opponent so it was it was a weekend to celebrate down here which we haven't done a lot this, lately this, this is a heat and panthers town like the dolphins and canes thing like those are just victories like those happened but they don't mean anything no notice how he didn't even mention the marlins at all yeah, well, I mean, well they didn't win this <laughs> they, they ain't playing so we don't mention those but but uh um, no, i'm so into this panthers and heat right now like i'm into every game like i this both of these teams if they stay healthy are going to be legit contenders not only in their conference, but like to make the finals and, and the, right. yeah. So like, I'm, I'm very excited. And my chargers are in a close one right now. Oh God, your chargers. Looks like they just want yeah, the charge up oh, right. Wow. See, we're doing this Sunday night. The chargers literally just kicked the game winning field goal. So my chargers won. So we're good. This is a good Sunday for Chris. <laughs> All right. Well, Christopher, you, whether you uh, advocate fandom of, uh, of the dolphins or not, you know that this remains a football town. Uh, the heat stole it for a couple or three mm. years during the LeBron big three era right now, it's a football town. Again, the heat could be on their way to a championship parade and more people down here would care about the Miami dolphins. I don't know. I saw that. You sure you want to say that with the picture that you took five minutes before kickoff, that dolphins crowd <laughs> looks very sad. I mean, I mean the weather, <laughs> we had like our first like gorgeous weather weekend Man, of the year. Like weather. it was just Sunday. Like, Oh my God. Was it gorgeous? But uh, like, people love good weather too, man. I, I, I myself, I don't mind the hot. Cause like, you know, I was at the park with my daughter on Sunday and it was, it was that level of chilly out where like the shade was no good. Like I needed to find the sun. And like, that's something I don't normally have to do. Normally in Florida, I can stand anywhere and I'm not cold. And it was like, if I was in the shade, I was too chilly. Okay. So it's, you know, I have, you know, people, I feel like this, oh, this great weather thing might be a little overhyped, a little overrated. Great weather. <laughs> um, I thought it was terrific weather today. And by the way, I have to tell you guys live on the air. And I want to tell the listening audience too, in case the Greg Cody show podcast has to take the week off next week, or in case you two have to do it by yourselves is because uh, I have been called to federal grand jury duty. Federal jury duty, rather. I don't know if it's grand or, or just pedestrian. Jury duty. Wait, you just got jury duty. Well, it's federal jury, though. Oh, okay. Which tend to be longer trials and stuff like that. So unless I can wiggle, you know, one of the ways I'm going to try to wiggle my way out is to do some of my lines when the when during the voir dire, when the attorneys are uh, interviewing me, I'm going to go, <laughs> who needs me? You know, stuff like that. 
<laughs> and, uh, okay, okay, okay. I need to hear. What are the ways that you could try to get out of jury duty? What would be the top three things you could say that could get you out of jury duty? Okay. He's, um, a lawyer is going to ask me something to the effect, um, do you tend to always believe what the police say, or do you tend to mistrust the police? And my answer will be, you never know. <laughs> and so we're hoping that gets us out of jury duty, but we'll see. I'll keep you posted. That's a much better idea. When you first said you were going to be doing lines, I was thinking maybe you just did like a line of cocaine, like like walk in and do a line <laughs> oh, of cocaine God. to get out of jury duty. I'd be like, that's yeah, a little brass. I think the bailiff would uh, <laughs> take me by the arm at that point. But uh, no, part of me, well, part of me wants to serve on a jury, but most of most of me doesn't. So. I feel like you just like the idea of it, but the time you have to put in is like a little huh? zagaki. It's like everything with Greg. Yeah. What? It's like everything with Greg. You mean you're going to give me this opportunity? Great. Oh, I have to put in work. Eh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I have somebody sit in for all the the boring stuff, and then I'll come in? For... Can I get one of my producers to yes. go do jury duty for me? That's Christopher, right. Christopher, go sit in for me and tell me when to show up. Yeah, I want you to do that, and then I'll be there for the actual verdict two weeks later. Um, what if it turned out that this was the Paul Radke trial? Wow. wow. The pile. See, I'd, I'd have to recuse myself. <laughs> all right, Dad, we got to get out of here. Give a damn Lobos update. Okay, well, you know what? The Lobos are six and two. Tied for first place with one other team in our 10-team PFPI Fantasy League. Give that update. Do it. Six and two. Six and two. We are steaming toward our greatest season ever, bound for the playoffs. Now, in this week, um, we have a lead going into Sunday night. It's too early for me to claim victory, but I am very, very hopeful that the Lobos are going to come out of this seven and two and still tied oh, for first place. Super glad we got to that. That was really isn't it great? Riveting stuff. Is this the first time in history that Greg's Lobos have been steaming towards something that wasn't a pile of crap? Mm. Um, it could be. Uh, my track record is not great, but uh, my team is great. What's your crap record? Uh, well, there you go. We're great. We're the the Lobos are uh, are taking names and uh, writing down names, whatever that oh, damn expression what? is. Okay. All right, everyone. Greg's tired after a, a late Saturday night. So uh, <laughs> I've worked hard. I, 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 I do the UM game Saturday. I rush to the Lebetard and Friends, whatever it's called. And then Sunday, I got to be back there. I'm, I've told my boss, you're working me too hard and uh, that kind of thing. So, I mean, he had nothing to do with Saturday night. That's true. It's a good point <laughs> by you. Yeah, no, that's a valid, valid point by you. All right, everybody, we're going to put a bow on this. Uh, thank you all. Thank you, uh, everyone who was on this podcast. Thank you all listening, especially. Really appreciate your support week in, week out. Uh, share us uh, with all your friends uh, who you think might like the podcast um, and that kind of thing. <laughs> you, know, you, got, you got me thinking there. When you, If you give me a gift, don't put a bow on it. Like, I'm going to throw away the bow. It's a waste of money. Like, I just want to get to the gift quicker. I don't need to take off this stupid bow. Like, it, it doesn't add that much. Can you put a bow on a pineapple? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Zagaki. I love a bow. You don't, though. You're just saying that. You don't put bows on gifts. I do put bows on gifts. He loves a low bow. 
Uh, the Lobos, that's right. I also um, am a person who will uh, wrap a gift with twine, which I think is a real rustic. That is so annoying. Like where you need scissors to open it, where you can't, like, unless you can, like, get it around the corner. That one piece of string won't right. get around that one corner, so you have to go get the scissors. It slows down It slows down the opening gift process. Uh, it should slow it down. I've wrapped gifts with um, the brown, thick brown uh, paper of a, uh, a shopping bag, an old-fashioned shopping bag before they used to do everything in plastic. And what do you call those bags? Man, I, I want to just want to replay you describing wrapping a gift like tonight when I have to go to sleep. I just yeah. think that'll be a good track. <laughs> and then I and then wrap you, it with twine. And then you take the twine and you very, and it's just like, oh, okay, good night everyone. Oh, yeah. Okay. By the way, I'm, I'm soon I'm going to make soft pretzels and I'll let you know how that goes with a beer cheese on the side. Let's all go to sleep now. <laughs> what a weird thing to go to sleep to. <laughs>